Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 9th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you want and you're listening by podcast, head on over to our website and you can read the disclaimer there. Well, a bit of a mixed night really on Friday in the US markets. We had the Dow Jones up 144 points or 0.41%, 35,209. But the NASDAQ not faring quite so well, down 04 That's down 0.4%, down 59 points to 14,836, with the S&P 500 up 7 or 0.17% in the middle for diddle, 44.37 on the S&P 500. That VIX index down 6.5% to 16.15, which is usually the point at which it starts to bounce and we see more volatility pick up in the market, but a very interesting and kind of muted response, I guess, to the jobs numbers that we saw on Friday night from the US, which were above expectations and pointing to a much uh, healthier recovery in the US market. That's for sure in the economic sense of the word anyway. And uh, the market did sort of take it in its stride, really. As I say, that NASDAQ down 59 points or 0.4 of a percent. So, interesting night in the US market, that's for sure. As far as our SPY futures go, well, we're showing another positive start to the week up 30 points or 0.4 of a percent. We haven't had the Manic Monday MA drop as yet, but it is early and you never know your luck in a big city. But 30 points to the good in terms of the SPY futures, 74.75 this morning in uh, SPY terms. So, Commodities, though, not faring quite so well. We had Brent crude down 0.8 of a percent, 59 cents, $70.70. WTI, 68.28, down 81 cents or 1.17%. And a big loser on Friday was the US gold price, down to 17.63, spot one zero, down $45.80 or 2.5% there. Iron ore picking up slightly up 0.7 of a percent. Or a dollar fifteen to one seventy one twenty, so a good bounce. Well, a slight bounce from the iron ore price, but at least it seems to have stabilised after a pretty horrible week last week. It fell nearly thirteen percent last week, so that's a pretty horrible week. And despite that, our iron ore stocks did really hold up quite well. Pregnant with dividends, I guess is the answer. Rio is pregnant with that. Big dividend in the special and BHP and, of course, Fortescue yet to report, but certainly the market hoping for some serious largesse from them. As far as other commodities go last Friday, we had copper down 0.2, nickel down 1.3, aluminium down 0.9, zinc down 1.4, lead falling like the proverbial balloon down 3.1% and tin up 0.17% of a percent there. Here you can see the S&P 500, a bit of a higgledy-piggledy kind of day. Don't forget that it is still the Northern Hemisphere summer. We are peak summer and the US market doesn't really get going until Labor Day when the big guys come back from their summer break. So a lot of it is care and maintenance and the overnight janitors looking after the market at the moment. Of course, the computers never sleep, so they have their fun and games. But certainly 
but we don't seem to be getting too serious yet about what's going on in the world until we get that September return to work. As far as major stories go, US coronavirus cases hit a six-month high with infections increasing despite recent pickups in vaccinations. Florida and Texas being the epicentre of that increase. And it has upended plans to return to the office. Some companies now predicting it won't be until 2022, until most workers return. And travel and leisure firms flag recent dip from the Delta variant concerns but see disruptions as modest and likely short term. Debate over booster shots. Chinese export growth slowed to 19.3% year-on-year in July from 32.3%, slightly below the 20% plus consensus. Import growth slowed to 28.1% from 36.7% below the 33.3% consensus. And moderate Democrats looking to pressure the House leadership to allow standalone vote on bipartisan infrastructure deal. Are we there yet with the infrastructure deal? Okay, what's on today? Chinese July CPI and PPI today. Those big numbers, though, from the US on Friday night. US employers added 943,000 jobs in July. That drove the unemployment rate down to 5.4%. Jackson Hole is going to get very, very interesting. As a result, we did see 10-year yields in the US pop up 1.3%. Australia 1.18% and Germany still minus 0.46%. But you'll remember from a week or so ago, the Australian and the US 10-year yield were mirroring each other, both around 1.15, 1.16. Now that US rate has picked up 1.3%. One of the reasons why we did see that NASDAQ under a little bit of pressure, because a higher 10-year rate does affect valuations of those tech stocks and those high growth stocks. US analysts expecting second quarter profit growth of 92.9% for S&P 500 companies and two thirds of all European stocks, 600 companies have reported so far and 67% have topped profit estimates. Pretty good for them. US consumer borrowing surged in June by the most on record and interestingly, and maybe a positive for Treasury wine, is France's wine production is expected to tumble to historic lows this year. Would appear that there could be a bit of a gap in the market there for Treasury to step into from its US operations in the Napa and maybe even its Australian operations if it can get its act into gear. Suncorp results this morning. Revenue dipped 4% down to $14.2 billion, but profit rose to $1.03 billion, up 13.1%. Final dividend, $0.40. Cents, and they're also putting in a special dividend to reward shareholders of $0.08. Cents. I think last year's dividend was $0.10. Cents, so a pretty big increase there and a sign of things to come. We've got Commonwealth Bank on the 11th of August, which is Wednesday. Tesla down 2.2% in the US. Amazon down 0.9%. Apple down half percent. And Robinhood rose 7.9%. And Square was down 2.4%, which obviously feeds into the afterpay share price. BHP and Rio, a little bit mixed. BHP down 0.4 and Rio up 0.3 of a percent. But those iron ore futures plunging 12.9%, its biggest weekly drop 
since the week ended February 28, 2020. So that biggest weekly drop since really the height of COVID, 12.9%, certainly the hype of COVID panic. 10-year yield we've talked about, 1.3 for US, 1.18 for Australia. And Telstra is going to acquire a company called Medical Director for more than $350 million. And JBS, which is a Brazilian meat processing company, is buying Hewan Agriculture. H-U-O is the stock code there at $3.85, which is a significant premium to Friday's close. And Westpac will sign a deal to sell its life business to Daiichi Life Insurance later this week. And AP Ventures is aiming at raising fresh capital and even considering an IPO. AP Ventures is basically Afterpay Ventures. This is a fund that some of the Afterpay founders and some of the other rich listers have put money into to uh, invest in tech stocks. But uh, now that the Afterpay deal is looks set to be consummated with Square, it's moving on to the next thing. Question of the day today, given that Suncorp is uh, paying a special dividend and there's rumours that Commonwealth Bank will do an on-market buyback later this week, do you prefer a special dividend or an on-market buyback? What is your preference? Obviously, one is a little bit better in terms of fully franked dividends, that special dividend. On-market buyback does lend support to the market over the long term, shrinks the EPS, and hopefully the share price goes up so there's more capital growth usually involved in an on-market buyback. But love to hear your thoughts on that. That's it for me today. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto over there. So head on over to the Facebook discussion group and join in the conversation. Thanks very much for listening, and have a great day.